it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I am your host, Sam the SLB. Alongside me today is always the man behind the Twitter, the other half of the Above the Ring operation here at Bedlam Media, Scott. Scott, how are we doing this week? Uh, Sam, it's Thursday. You know what that means. Time for a fantastic episode of Above the Ring. That is right, Scott. We're going to talk about Rebellion. What has happened? We're going to talk about the fallout of Rebellion. We're going to go through the wonderful week of wrestling. But if you don't already do so, guys, please make sure you listen to Scott's torturous 20 minutes to hour-long podcast on Tuesday mornings <laughs> for Raw Review. That's right. That was where we let Scott get locked into a closet for three hours on Mondays and tell you why you shouldn't watch Monday Night Raw or why, if you're a sadomasochist, why you might enjoy it. And he also, Saturday mornings, he drops the SmackDown study. Um, definitely check those two out if you don't already do so. Um, is my analogy wrong? <laughs> no, I'm trying not to like have like a stunning bellowing laugh when you do that. But like seriously, like SmackDown is like a beacon of light that like helps you through the storm on the ocean and brings you back to <laughs> the shore safely. Raw is the Kraken that takes your ship down. <laughs> or the ex-wife who takes everything and the kids. Uh, and you don't get to see him once. Uh, I'm getting too far into this. I'm making it too dark. <laughs> you guys we go with this, Sam. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that dark. It's, it's close, <laughs> but, like, but it's not that dark. I don't know. I was watching the Twitter this week on Monday, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And everybody, they, I don't think there was a good thing to say about, about Raw this week. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was something, but that being said, it's a nice segue into our first bit of news. This hopefully will turn some things around. Sam, let the people know. Ladies and gentlemen, there has been a, a, a major change inside the raw head producers, uh, chair from, what I was told from Scott, Jason Jordan will be taking over uh, as the head producer of Raw on Mondays, um, taking the seat away from John Laurinaitis. Also on Fridays for SmackDown, 
which is an interesting move because SmackDown has been doing well. So I'm interested to see where this goes. I am too. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what else. Uh, uh, there's so many different combinations to see Vin- Vinny Mac just destroy hopes and dreams of everyone who watches <laughs> wrestling. And what better way to find out now is with a talented prospect like Jason Jordan. Um, sorry, I'm being a little pessimistic here, but <laughs> no, I'm really looking. I'm I'm hoping it turns around. I know when Paul Heyman, I didn't watch, but everyone I know under the sun, including you, Scott, raved when Paul Heyman was head of Raw. Yep, because he actually put the right people that needed to be pushed in situations where they could succeed. And then the moment that was taken away from them, they started pushing the old guard. And while the old guard has been, you know, serviceable for a long time, we're tired of it at this point. We want fresh blood. Paul started giving us that, and then they just took the rug right out from underneath them. So it's unfortunate. But hopefully Jordan... um, can uh, I don't know inject some some life into it? I mean, unfortunately, neck injuries have kept him out of wrestling, so we can hope that we, he can now use his brain, you know, because he is you know Kurt Angle's kid after all, so he's got that oh, intelligence. But, <laughs> I, I was about to say that you know him being Kurt Angle's kid, like he he should be able to um, like like. His father wrestled in the Olympics with a broken freaking neck. So <laughs> yes, if those exactly. genes aren't coming down the chain, then the kid's got to go. It's true. I mean, he, he has to have at least two of the three eyes to succeed. So, Yeah. Tisk, tisk. Well, um, we will be looking forward to hearing uh, Scott's take on that on Mondays or Tuesday mornings when you listen to the podcast. Um, but... There was another major impact that happened this weekend. <laughs> Segway. Um, rebellion has come and gone. We want to talk about that. Scott, what a pay-per-view. Let's start this. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this pay-per-view. I, I didn't really know what to expect. But I came out of it very happy. Very pleased with it. I I find it there's a lot about impact right now. I just am getting this and I think I've talked about this. Like there are Ring of Honor vibes at times. Mm. Like they just have great talent. Can the writing get weird? Yeah. But they utilize their talent pretty well. Um we're gonna hop right into it. Kicking things off with the pre-show of Rosemary and Havoc defeating Kimberly and Susan. I don't know if I caught this match. I did. I I'm trying to remember. Um, but Rosemary and Havoc did win. I think Susan cost them the match. Her the match from that mistake, and because she almost became Sue Young. Unless I'm mixing things up. No, no, you are correct. Yeah, she um, she started to. Snap a little, and then they took her out of it. And yeah. Yeah, and it needs to happen. She needs to come back. 
Yeah, I, I have a feeling though when she does finally snap, it's going to be on Diana, and obviously that's not going to go well. So maybe Slammiversary. Maybe. Maybe. Big things once Big again. Things. Slammiversary. We we're gonna we're gonna break down that when we get to that after yes. this. Because something was sent to me by, I don't know if it was you or somebody else. Oh, yes, all the faces? Yes. Oh, yeah. We have things to talk about. Yes, we do. So kicking things off, we had the X Division title match between Josh Alexander, Ace Austin, and TJP with the walking weapon becoming the new X Division champion of Impact Wrestling. And boy, let's talk about this match. And not that I don't like the WWE Cruiserweight division. I think the Cruiserweight division is really good. I think the problem is sometimes is when they get that one person who it always seems very lopsided. Right. There's a lot of great talent. And I know they can all wrestle, but there always it seems lopsided. This was the perfect level of what a lower card, mid card junior heavyweight title match should look like. This could yes. have been a main event match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was one hell of a way to kick off the show. You, first and foremost, he, Josh Alexander, is creeping to the top to be one of my favorites. I love watching him wrestle. He's so good. Mm. So good. Ace Austin, great heel. And then TJP. I mean, what else do you need to say? Everyone wrestled their hearts out on this. And it was one of those, how can you top this match? Because it was it was good. You got to see the best of everybody. Everybody put something on. Everyone had their moment. Um, Actually, while we're here, Scott, you want to pull up the... um The old notepad? Yeah, we, we I, I, I totally forgot where we're at. Well... The final standings were five, t- five and three for you, six and two for me. Uh, the win for the good guys. I'll take the W. I'll take the L on that one because there was a couple of them where I think you and I were both like, we'll take that. Yeah. Um, this match was one of them because even though we both picked Ace Austin, our second picks were like like one A and one B was definitely Josh Alexander. So I was I was completely okay with taking the taking the loss on that one. Yeah, no, I was uh, I wanted him though, and I said this, I want Josh Alexander to be a champion. But I was so certain with Madman Fulton there, he was gonna lose. Right, yeah, exactly. It was the wild card, and I mean, that was both of our reasoning that we we figured Ace would would find a way to hold on to it. Um, a, a little heartwarming moment also after Josh had won. Um, his wife and kids uh, they always watch his matches, and his wife had told Josh not to tell her what was going to happen. You know the result of the match. She wanted to see it because she's a fan of wrestling. So she wanted to actually legitimately uh, see what happened. And when he won, she started going insane. The children are bouncing on the, uh, on the couch. They're all going crazy. It was, it was a nice little heartwarming moment to see. Yeah. I, um, 
It was great. I was, like I said, I'll take the L on that one. Josh Alexander is the X Division champion. So happy about this. Yes. Uh, following that, we had Violent by Design taking on Sabins Edwards. James Sword of Willie Mack. With a special guest. A hired gun, which was um everyone it wasn't really a secret by the time the paper came out. But right. Big Cass Cass XL. Whereas <laughs> he's actually known actually that's almost this is his real name from my understanding, W. Morrissey. Yep. You know, made his impact debut. And what a way to make a debut. <laughs> mm-hmm. He looked like a monster. Yep. The thing that's going to take time, I think, to rub off. Um, and I liked them. I liked him and Enzo in WWE. Yeah. That they're a great tag team. The problem was, I think most of their tenure, they were treated as a joke tag team. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they and, never really had a heel run. They were they were always faces because Enzo could connect to the crowd so quickly. So it's kind of even when he was a heel, the crowd loved him. So it really didn't matter. Yeah, and my, I think I think the thing here that's I think it's going to take a lot of time for him, but not even a lot of time. You know, he can do it. right. I think he can do it right. Is you got to dust off all the oh he's the big man and the funny comedic tag team. From right. WWE. Yeah. Um, but he looked great. He looked like a monster. He looked like he... And he fit coming in with Violent by Design because of how his career ended he in really WWE. Did. Yeah. So, I cannot wait to see what he does. You know, he doesn't look... He, he, there are some bouts we're going to be able to see him in that are going to... I don't know. I he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was he was the reason why Violent by Design ended up winning this match. Yes. Did he get the pin? I think he got the pin as well. He did. Yep, he did. He pinned um, Willie Mack, I believe. So, I almost kind of want him to stay with Violent by Design, but I don't know if that's his intent. Well, I mean, Eric Young did say that he wasn't ready for the truth yet, but this was an opportunity for him, and clearly he passed the opportunity. So we'll see where this goes, but you're right. I think he would fit in perfectly. Just have him and on, on as a tag team? Like, forget it. <laughs> they both take your head off. One with a boot, one with a, one with a clothesline. How are you doing? <laughs> well, no. I, I keep hearing you, you can't teach size, so nope, you cannot. You cannot. Uh, following that, we had a uh, lifelong feud: Brian Myers, Matt Cardona. This this was interesting. This was a this was a good match. Um. How I'm I, I forgot about it tonight while watching Impact. 
but I thought Matt Cardona mid-match actually buckled his knee. Yeah. Um, at least from what his tweet said, it did look like his kneecap came out and they put it back into place. So just dislocated kneecap, but I'm surprised that he wrestled. Yeah. Already. Un- unless they did the tapings before the pay-per-view. That could have been the, the case. That's the only thing I could really think of. I mean, he what but he was taped up on that knee, and he wasn't before, so maybe not. I don't know. We will we will see. we will see. Um, that was a uh, I don't know. It was a good match, and I like how Brian Myers is bet. You know, he's just uh. I don't know. He's he's. I think he's being used pretty well here. He is. Yeah. He. It's it's nice to see him being used to his potential. So it's nice to see him just be an asshole, <laughs> like like flipping off, uh, Macrodona before the match starts, and it's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Uh, following that, we have the Impact Na- the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship match taking on uh, Jordan Grace and Rachel Elring defeating Fire and Flavor Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Mm. Great match. Jo- great to say. Rachel Elring is great in the ring. Jordan Grace is great in the ring. Oh, not much to say here, but I'm glad Jordan has another title around her waist. Agreed. Yeah, all four looked good. But yeah, I, I think we both knew this was probably the easiest match to call out of all of them. Just for like the big debut and just how everything was rolling. I mean, no knock to the former champions. It's just you kind of the writing was on the wall type of thing. Like, I think maybe if they would have waited until the pay-per-view to have Rachel Ellering come in, it might have made things a little bit more difficult to choose. Like who would win, but whatever they wanted, they decided they wanted to do it the week of. So when we made our picks, it was like, well, uh, this kind of looks obvious. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I I think the moment that Rachel came in, I I think it was just a given that they, she was getting a title. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had a last man standing match between Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan. Let's. Uh, this was. Uh, this was a hard hitting match. This is uh, what I look. This is what I look forward to, especially when it comes to Sammy Callahan in his extracurricular matches. <laughs> um, yeah, this was this was outstanding, and the finish was exactly what I expected to happen. Come down to the nines, <clears throat> and then Trey is able to get himself up at the last second while Sammy falls down. I was just like, I, I knew it. I called it, and I was just like, when it happened, I was just like, I love pro wrestling sometimes. <laughs> it just, it was a perfect, perfect thing. Sammy just being the aggressor the entire time before this match, you know, saying that Trey didn't have it. You know, since, you know, Trey just came back after leaving and, and, you know, he was soft and blah, 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 didn't want to take Sammy's help. And I'm just like, 
they just Sammy's just gaslighting him all over the place, and it's going to come back to bite him, and it did. But the match was fantastic. For mm-hmm. me, for me, I'd honestly say this was probably my favorite match of the night. No, I would, I would, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock it. I, you know what? I'm actually, I would say this one, and we'll get into it, but this one, if it's not tied with the first, it is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, following that, we had Finjuice taking on the Good Brothers for the Impact World Tag Team Champions Championship. Um, this, this, again, Finjuice, great to see Finjuice. They're they're so good. I mean, they're great solo, but they're also mm. an awesome tag team. Agreed. Um, and of course, the Good Brothers, who, um, Carl Anderson obviously had pants here, um, <laughs> during this match. <laughs> we will get into that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like we, oh, what? Um, but this was a good bout, you know. Again, you know, not you know, they have one of the best tag team divisions, I think, in the game. Um, just like I would argue, I would argue that Impact might have the best women's division, which with Diana Perazzo being their champion. It's true. I mean, knockouts have always been either the top or the second best women's division in all of wrestling. You know, so. Segue into that. Deanna Prazer retained against Tennille Dashwood for the Knockouts Championship. Again, Deanna, like, what What can you say? She is so good. And Tennille, Tennille had some moments where I thought she was definitely getting this belt. Yep. But she did not, and my predictions did not come true. I thought I almost had it there, Scott. I almost. She's going to go out on a tie. He did not. Finally... We had the bout of the year in regards to shock value. Well, we can't even say shock value. Let's 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 be honest. The anticipation yeah. of this match was de- definitely definitely high. The match was great, but I think everyone knew where this was going. Yeah, and it happened. Yeah. And they put on a great match. Now, yeah. I think for me, we were obviously talking about the title for title match. Kenny Omega taking on Rich Swan with Kenny Omega. Now, a three, you know, a triple crown champion in regards to having the Impact title, the AEW title, and the AAA Mega title. Both wrestlers looked great. There were definitely a couple times I thought, you know, Rich, like it was a close. Um, I liked where. I like the knock towards the beginning of the pay-per-view with Brian Hebner. Yes. <laughs> well, who was it? Was it Tony Khan said it? What did he say? He said something about screw jobs. Yes. Yeah. Cause yeah, because it's another Hebner. Another Hebner and yeah, something about screw jobs, and I'm just like, that's fantastic. It's great. So, yeah. Um, but Kenny is now Champion. This is the, this and the Trey Miguel Sammy Callahan match. Definitely the two matches you want to see. Um, whether this was predictable or not, 
Sunday night was a night was a historic night. It was. And I think now because we what we all expected to happen happened. What happens now? Right. How do you now dethrone somebody who owns three titles? Is he done? Does he get more titles? We've had this talk. Scott and I've had this talk over and over again on the show. Yeah. I might even have to pre-order the DVD. I'm like very this close to pre-ordering it, Scott. Nice. Just to have it. I'm sure Impact will appreciate your money. <laughs> Is that what they appreciate about me? <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, this this was good. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this pay-per-view. I'd probably give it a solid B. Um, I, go I think... Huh? I'd go with a B. Yeah. The only reason why it's not an A is because there was a little bit too much predictability. Like, like the main event. Like, if Rich Swan would have won, I think I would have immediately given this pay-per-view an A. Because nobody, and I mean nobody, would have picked Rich Swan to win this match. Because it's Kenny, by God, Omega, for God's sakes. I mean, come on. You know, they, they call him the collector. He is Kenny Four Belts now. I mean, seriously. Like, and you're right. Is he done? Probably not. He'll probably go to MLW. He'll probably go somewhere else. You know, he ain't going to go to NWA because Nick Aldis won't do shit when it comes to other companies. So maybe ROH next. Who knows? Ah, Kenny's going to have like 10 belts before. He's going to be He's gonna be the next Ultimate Dragon. Mm. Have all the belts. All of them. <laughs> well, like I said, guys, if you haven't checked it out, definitely check out the pay-per-view. At least watch the main event and then the last man standing match. Two of the best matches on the card. But... Let's hop right to it. Scott, bring us into Tuesday. Right into the twos. Going right into the NXT. Another wonderful episode. Always makes me happy when NXT's on. So, we kick off with a banger. Mercedes Martinez taking on and defeating Dakota Kai via disqualification. Because Raquel Gonzalez... Didn't like seeing her uh, her best friend get beat up, so she came in and assaulted Martinez. So we are definitely heading towards a Mercedes versus Raquel match. Um, but after this, uh, Raquel was uh, laying it in pretty thick to Mercedes after the uh, after the disqualification, literally throwing her around and um, bashing her on the outside a bit. So. We know Mercedes is not going to take this lying down for too long. So I expect this upcoming week she'll start getting some revenge. So I'm happy about that. We then got something that I didn't know I needed until it happened. Grizzled young veterans come out, get on the mic, and when Zach Gibson talks, you listen. End of stories. It just talking about how he's ready to, you know, they're ready to become the NXT Tag Team Champions, et cetera, et cetera. And then we have Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher come out. Toothless Timmy. Toothless Timmy. 
And they stake their claim to being grizzled and veterans, just not so much young. But that's okay. Grizzled old veterans really doesn't have a good ring to it. So whatever. But they get in the ring. And they let grizzled young veterans know that they are also looking for these tag team titles that MSK currently holds. So. We might have ourselves some matches between these two teams and just sign me up. Uh, Thatcher even brought back, if you hate Gibson, shoes off. And I popped so hard. I had, uh, it reminds me that I need to go back and continue watching NXT UK because that was one of my favorite chants that they would do. And I had no idea why until I looked it up. And I was just like, this is amazing. This is brilliant. This, uh, I love British crowds. This is outstanding. So, yeah. So I'm all excited for that. I can't wait to see what happens. Because those four are going to put on some bangers, and I'm, I'm ready for it. Up next, we had uh, Upset Alert City. Something I did not expect this to happen. Tony Storm was taking on Zader, uh, sorry, Zeta. Ramir, who was just signed. She comes from Booker T's wrestling school out of Houston, Texas. And Tony, before this match starts, gets on the mic, essentially just like calling out Zoe Stark. After, you know, what had happened at TakeOver Stand to Deliver, Tony taking the L, which shocked me. I did not expect that. Um, but apparently, Tony Storm actually has not won a match since December of last year. She's gone almost five months without a W. And that, to me, is a crime. But the fact that just that Zoe Stark appeared at the top of the ramp while this match was happening, and then shows up, goes down to the ringside, Tony doesn't pay attention. And then Zayna hits the probably one of the most gorgeous shooting star presses I have seen in a long time and gets the pin on Tony Storm. And I I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is amazing. What a great thing. This this the, I would say this reminded me of when the hurricane beat the rock because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know it's a, a completely different you know, um, different matches, different times, but just you you would go into this match thinking, oh, Tony's going to destroy this person. And then it's an upset. It's like, what? It's just because of the bigger thing in, in play. Like Zoe Stark and Tony Storm, obviously full, full feud mode now. And it's going to be... I think this could be, if they do this right, this could be fewer of the year. Yeah, especially with, yeah, there is not enough to say about Zoe. I think she looks, she, I'm going to say it again and again, and you better, you guys better quote me, the rest of the wrestling world. She is going to be the next Daniel Bryan. Yep, Daniel Bryan of the women's division. I, I, I definitely see those vibes that you're talking about, and yeah, she's, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. 
up Unless next. Beats her. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> why you why you do this, Sam? Why you do this? It's because you have the same name, isn't it? <laughs> oh, is Sam the one who's big into Randy Orton? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, I man. know. I know. Of course, he's going to listen to this and be like, ha, yes. Well, as you know, Sam over at Know the Rope should know. You know, there's not a, there's not a lot of Sams, but there's a reason why there's not a lot of us, because we're that damn good. <laughs> limited, limited editions. It's understandable. I get it. So, moving on from that Randy Orton business... <laughs> Bronson Reed taking on and defeating Austin Theory, earning himself another North American title opportunity against Johnny Gargano. But the hilarious part of this whole thing, it was not the match, was not Johnny or Candice, but it was Indy Hartwell moping around the ring. Because earlier on in the night, they're interviewing Shotzi and Ember, and all of a sudden, somebody comes out of the back and gives them flowers, saying that it's from Dexter. And I'm just like, wait, what? Excuse me? Like, what's going on? So part of me feels that this is clearly a ploy from Johnny and Candace to get Indy to not be with Dexter anymore. But the fact that throughout this match... Indy is literally like pouting, pouting at ringside, not paying attention to the match, kind of just looking off into space and being like so sad. And then maybe three quarters of the way into the into the match, Dexter shows up, and Indy's playing like the I'm a mad you know girlfriend type thing. And uh, like runs around the ring and ends up getting in the ring. And Dexter climbs up on the <laughs> on the ramp, and they look at each other. And Indy just goes, "Shut up! You talk too much." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it was perfect, Scott. It, it was like the, the the chemistry those two have is just fantastic. Like, in Dexter doesn't have to say a damn thing, and it just works. But not just that. Then you have Candace and Johnny playing the parents. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like the whole situation is just amazing. And I kind of feel bad for Bronson because he's kind of just like a non factor in this whole thing. And it's sad because it's just like, what the hell? He just wants uh, his title shot. Yeah. That, that, yeah, exactly. He doesn't want the drama. He just wants a title shot. So he drops his tsunami on Austin Theory and. Gets his gets his one two three, but before that, which also could be interesting, while Indy and well, while Indy's yelling at Dexter, Bronson starts running towards the ropes, and Dexter pushes Indy out of the way and takes the hit, and falls onto the ground. So part of me feels that Dexter might interfere in said title match. I don't know. Just just a thought. Actually just came to you right now when I was while I was talking about this. So 
the gears are turning. I kind of want that to happen. I don't know. We'll see. But moving on from there, we had another interesting family feud, per se, with Imperium defeating uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. At one point during the match, Alexander Wolf had a chance to hit Killian Dane in the back with a steel chair, but hesitated. Almost caused Imperium to lose. And then after the win, the boys go up to the top of the ramp and do their Imperium pose, but Eichner and um, oh my God, I forgot his last name. Um, Mar- Bartel take a step forward and then look at each other and nod at Wolf, and I'm like, uh-oh. We got some dissension in the ranks. So this should be this should be interesting going forward. It took, uh, me, it, it, it took me a minute to realize why he kind of froze. And then I realized that they were in sanity together. Correct. Yep, and it's funny because even Nikki Cross tweeted about this. I noticed that afterwards, and I'm like, oh. Because Nikki's been gone from television forever. I'd say send her back to NXT. Let her be crazy Nikki again. I mean, she's. I think she's either dating or married to Killian Dean already. Might as well just have them together. Nikki could do really good things for the women's division down there. So, I don't know. Maybe start putting Sandy back together. Obviously, you can't put all of them back together because their leader's missing. Because the world doesn't currently... belong to them. That's <laughs> That was great. Nice segue. I like it. <laughs> <clears throat> but he's you know he's leading another faction by design, so <laughs> so who knows? Um, but I like the way this this is this is turning out. So uh, after that, the women's tag team champions Shotzi and Ember were supposed to come to the ring uh, for a match against the Robert Stone brand. But they got brutally attacked beforehand by Candice and Indy Hartwell. Ended up getting more, uh, the uh, tag champs ended up getting more gifts, which further infuriated Indy. And then it just turned into a brawl in that little side area that they have. And they just left the champs laying. And of course, the Robert Stonebrand's in the ring holding up the tag championships like they won something. <laughs> Just kind of going insane. So, let's be clear now. If we do not get an index t-shirt by the end of the year, I'm going to lose my fucking mind, Scott. There's going to be hell to pay. There's going to be hell to pay. Because, seriously, like those two are absolutely perfect for one another character-wise, and I need this to happen. I need it, I need it Sam. I need it. I'm not invested <laughs> in my own relationships, but this one... <laughs> I need this. It's true. It's true. I think the only yeah, the only relationship that we're invested in is Bedlam. That's it. That's the only relationship we care about. And and index. It belongs to us. That's it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are Bedlam by design. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After that, we had a. 
beautiful interview with Adam Cole. Maybe. Yes. And he is back to his old heel self. All is right in the world. I love, I love to see it. He's taking some much necessary time off. And he says when he comes back, he's going to be the best damn Adam Cole anyone has ever seen. And that made me very happy to hear. So <clears throat> he is still going to be in NXT. Thank God. Let him enjoy some time off. And then once he comes back, it's business time. And this is great. It works perfectly. However, I did notice that after this interview was over, because he did talk a little bit of smack about Kyle, that when this interview was over, they showed the television kind of fading away and then kind of the camera pans and who's watching? But Kyle O'Reilly. So this feud may not necessarily be over. It's just on hold. And I'm okay with that. Kyle's got his new attitude now, and he wants to go about his business, and that's that's great. Adam Cole is Adam Cole, Lebe, and that's that's just how it works. So we'll see. And then our main event of the evening was a beauty. It was Legato del Fantasma taking on and defeating Cruiserweight Champion Kushida and and NXT Tag Champs MSK. This match was insane, <clears throat> like. Insanity. But to see Legato get the win, that's big. And then, of course, they end the night holding up all the titles while all the champions are laid out. It's obviously setting the stage. And uh, whatever the next takeover is going to be, <clears throat> it's going to be insane. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, I'm. The next takeover pay per view is going to. <sighs> Scott, I'm going to ask the question how they're going to do it? <laughs> they always find a way, Sam. They do. They do. Yeah. So, um, no, this was cool. This was definitely already putting them, putting them over. Um, Really setting the stage. I think when's the next takeover? By the way, it's not. I don't think they they haven't haven't announced it yet. But if they just had one, probably won't be for a few months. Let's see. Let's see. While we're maybe, all maybe maybe June. I felt like they had one come up in like June or something. But that being said, Scott, let's hop over to Wednesday. Which, from my understanding. Let's let me talk about this quickly. So, NBC did not get the hockey contract. Did you see that? I heard rumblings of that. I did not really look into it. They so, <clears throat> so uh, but the Turner the... might have. Interesting. Now, I heard, from my understanding, that with Turner getting this, or want Time Warner getting it, there will not be... Um, how do they say this? There, they, they will not be moving Dynamite, from what I've been told. Oh, good. 
It, they shouldn't. Wednesday well, has been a great night for them. Let it let it stay there. But let's start off. We had off the bat Brian Cage taking on Hangman Adam Page. I want to talk about shockers? Yeah, I'm looking at this. I'm like, Hangman's going to come out on top because he's 11 and 0, and he does not. Nope. And it was clean. Well, kinda. The beginning part, obviously, it, with him getting jumped, didn't help the cause. Well, I'm, I'm talking about when, when I refer to that. I mean the finish. <clears throat> oh, okay, yeah. Then yes, then yes, absolutely. It was a clean finish, and I'm like, wow, that was an upset. That's not what I expected, especially when we're already seeing the cracks happening inside. Of Team Taz. That's something that's kind of bothered me a little bit because they tease that there's there's cracks and then they then they're fine for a couple weeks. Then they tease it again for a couple weeks and then they're fine again. But like right now, they seem to be fine. I think they're kind of maybe it's like little things, slowly but surely. True. I did like the fact that after this match was over. That Christian essentially just called out Taz for basically still being around to be in the spotlight of all his you know his studs that he has. I was like, wow. That's really on point here. My <laughs> and favorite even Taz line. didn't have any rebuttal really. So it was like Alright. <clears throat> My favorite line for I don't know if it was this week or last week. Maybe it was last week where he goes, where Taz goes, you know, you were carried by your buddy there who I didn't like either for like all this, you know, all those, all those years or something like that. When he was talking about, um, edge. Yeah. I don't know. I love, I love the real heat. Yeah. It's one of the heat, heat. Feels real. <clears throat> yeah, the perceived real heat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the kayfabe, if you will. Yes, the kayfabe heat. It's nice that some people still try to keep it alive. Makes me makes me happy. Following that, we had the Bucks taking on the Seidel brothers. Um, I guess if the Seidel brothers won this, what, they got a title match? Yes, I think they they call it, what was it, Tag Team Eliminator? I think that's what they call it now if a team beats or a team challenges the champs that aren't. It's not a title match. If they win, then they're guaranteed a title shot down the road. I don't know. AEW has a a weird thing when it comes to their tag team matches. But, I mean, whatever. I like this match, too. I was I was pretty, I was pretty happy with it. Um, the Bucks have once again become that team that I... I, I I want to see them get their asses handed to them. Um, they've done a perfect job of being those annoying people. Um, I'm glad that they got rid of the Buck Bucks and brought back the um, the Japan streamers because that's like the ultimate, you know, rubbing in your face type of thing. And that's somehow, why so good over in Japan. I know. And somehow they have um, kidnapped Brendan Cutler and made him their bitch. Uh, I'm sure that's a, a dark or an elevation thing that uh, 
clearly didn't watch because don't have any time to do it. Which is crazy because that was their childhood friend. They've known them since they were kids. That's okay. That's the tie-in. Um, it's those it's those things that kind of bother me about you, about dynamite. Is that they don't really properly explain why this stuff happens. No, they definitely need some kind of like recap or something. Yeah, something that's the that's honestly one of the the only gripes that I have about. AEW's production for Dynamite. That's it, really. A lot of it's good. Yeah, they do some dumb shit because every company does dumb shit. But when you don't explain why things are like that, like when I was watching it today, I was like, before before we started recording, I was like, what? Like, I honestly didn't even recognize him until Tony Schiavone mentioned his name. And I'm just like, why is Cutler there? And they're like, oh, he's there. They're. I don't know what they what they called them, but it was just like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, what happened? I'm like, clearly this is a this is you know a dark or elevation thing. So, or it might even be a BTE thing. And again, don't have enough time to watch all this stuff to keep up with it. So, yeah, we got nothing. We got nothing else going on in our life, Scott. You know oh, that's that. true. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing else, nothing whatsoever. else. No, not at all. Um, I did see something where um, Seth Rollins tweeted because they came out in the black leather jackets. Did you see that? Yes, yes, I actually even quote tweeted that. Um, yep, that Seth's jacket has gone through the forbidden door not once but twice, both the black and the red. The Bucks have copied him both times, so it kind of makes you wonder if they're doing that on purpose or if they're just so convenient when it comes to finding the same stuff. Because both times when they've come out, I'm like, I've seen that jacket design before. Where have I seen it? And then I went on Twitter, and I'm like, ha, there it is. And because of that, I will always and forever embrace the vision. Seth Rollins. Always. Agreed. Agreed. See, see, Sam, I'm telling you, you need to watch the product. At least watch Fridays. SmackDown's good. It has good stuff. It's DVR. It's, it's two hours what? with commercials. It's an hour, hour and a half. It's funny you, you mentioned that because it. I just started DVRing... Um... Um, MLW starting on Saturday. See, just just another thing to add to your time. Because yeah. Sam, you have all this free time to do this. Oh, uh, it, it it's Scott. <laughs> I mean, it um, it it's it's things have changed. You know, we are we're in a different world now. Sam Sam now is the proud owner of. PlayStation 5, my friend. After five long months of searching. My boy did it. Guys, my boy did it. He finally got his hands on a PS5. Happy 30th to me. I, right? What a great way to go into your 30th year. Well, I told myself uh, a while ago, I'm like, this is going to be my 30th birthday present. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? That's perfectly fine. And if I eventually get one, it'll be my... 37th birthday present to myself. Okay. Oh 
If we're throwing eight around, Scott, okay. You know how old the quarterback that they just drafted for New you England can, is? You, you can stop right now, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know. I know. They're children still. I get it. <laughs> so following that, we had something I didn't realize I needed until it happened. Orange Cassie taken on Penta El Zero Miedo. This was a fun match. It's funny because I sat there, and when this, I, I, I don't, I forget about the card until the 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 night it happens. Yeah. Or I don't see it get. I just don't think about it. And when I saw the card come up with them two, and I thought about it, I'm like, I don't think we've seen this yet. I was like, yeah, well. shocked. <laughs> this should have been a pay-per-view match. Mm. I want to see him and Pac go at it again in a full stadium. Stampede. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait until... AEW starts doing full capacity shows again at um, Daly's Place. Because they're allowed to do it. It's just a matter of if they're going to do it. Because we, we've already been told that WWE does not anticipate doing any type of crowds being for Raw and SmackDown until the second half of the year. So that's at least two to three months. So if AEW can do that beforehand, it'll be wonderful to hear full crowd noise again. And I can't wait for it. Sam, we're almost there. It's almost almost back to normalcy. I get my 5G injection on Tuesday. First round of two. And I'll get my final, you know, upgrade to be determined. And then we can start doing shit, Sam. We can start doing shit again. We can. And I know you and I, We I already told you there's some stuff I definitely think you and I should do. Yes. Yes. I can't wait for wrestling to start showing up again. Like, the moment ETWA even starts hinting of doing shows, I'm going to be all over that like wine and rice. Like, I'll, I, like I will probably shed a tear. The the first time I hear a bell ring again for a match because I've waited so long for this to happen again. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, following that, we had the parlay. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not recalling if they actually went at it after the parlay. No. No. They, uh, they... They stay well. It's a parlay, so it's a peaceful, peaceful meeting. Not supposed to attack one another, so they actually did it properly. <laughs> yeah, no, this was good. Everyone was on the mic. Everyone, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I liked it for what it was. Um, 
everyone got their moment to shine. And next week, we're going to finally get Blood and Guts. The pinnacle has the advantage, too. Like, Sammy just gave it to them. Like, nah, it's fine. You, you can have it. I'm just like, ooh. And also, can we talk about how Sammy basically stepped on Sean Spears' neck and, and did not did not let up the whole time? <laughs> completely killed him in the promos. Whew. Oh, the bit where he goes, what was it? You haven't was it? You haven't wrestled or something? And no, what the hell did he say? Well, he said that to Sammy, and that was that was a good shot. And then Sammy answered back with, "You're a failure since you've arrived." And you kind of think of it, you were a failure at the other place you used to work at too. And I was just like, "Oh, oh, just sign the man!" Like, where is the African dancing coffin bin? Because this man is dead. <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> that was brutal. Oof. Brutal. Um, but looking forward to this, I don't see this. There's no way between now and next week they're canceling this. Because I think oh, last no. year, last year, I think that's exactly what happened. Yep. It was like a week or two out. Yeah, and they canceled it. So after that, we had. Um, and that little bit where, uh, you know, Kenny came out and, uh, no, it wasn't Kenny came out. Well, you talked about the car bit? Mm, well, there was the car oh, bit. The limo I bit, yeah. No pants. I, 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 why? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's weird because if you watch the beat in the elite, uh, Luke Gallows is always humping everything. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, like there was an episode where they're like standing in front of a green screen and there's actually deer back like behind them and you just hear Luke Alex go, right, fuck those bucks. Ah, right, fuck those bucks. And it's like <laughs> Yeah, this is wild. But no, this is where Eddie Kingston came out because Michael Nakazawa was was there and uh Michael Nakazawa hit Eddie Kingston with the uh with the laptop. As an IT professional, I, I would recommend not doing that, folks. It's just, it's bad for the laptop. <laughs> I'll have to try it sometime. I'll let you know what happens. No. <laughs> no, don't. make sure it's, make sure it's my laptop. Don't, don't. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> on, your, on your last day, I give you permission to smash somebody with it. <laughs> Please do not use this for any legal ramifications that might happen. <laughs> Yes, this is for for legal purposes. That was a joke. <laughs> um. So then, you know, Brandon Cutler gets thrown out, and uh, yeah, we got Moxley, Moxley, and uh, Kingston. They essentially bully their way into a tag match next week with Kenny Omega and Tozawa. But Tozawa, oh my god. Kazawa, <laughs> yes, yes. We've uh we've really opened that forbidden door. <laughs> um following that we had Chris Statlander take on and defeat Penelope Ford. Let me let me tell you something. Um mean Jean. Mean Jean. I, <laughs> when she first got signed, I was really not about Chris Statlander. It really just didn't resonate with me. I'm all about 
the return of Statlander right now. That's what I, that's what I like to hear, sure. Yeah, she she is she is an interesting person to watch. Um, I've gotten to watch her live once, and I was impressed back then. So when she got signed, I was like, "Oh, this is sweet. Like maybe she'll, you know, we'll see how big she's able to get." And she was an instant crowd favorite. And then then she got hurt, and now it's. Now she's back with best friends, and she's adorable as ever. She's great. She's golden. Um, also, I don't remember if it was before or after this match, but uh, Kip finally got what was coming to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miro. Miro has arrived finally, and only took I don't know a year and a half. It's yeah, but it was great because like. He kicked the shit out of him, and he goes, "We're good." Like I forgive you. <laughs> um, following that, we had a trios tag match between the Nightmare Family and the Factory. The crazy thing we had second week in a row, we had Billy Gunn in the ring on Dynamite. Right. Um. This was good. I'm really liking this whole feel of the factory. Mm. Just the animosity that QT Marshall has. Yep. And he's a, don't get me wrong, he's not a bad wrestler. His character can be bland sometimes, like he's just there. Right. But the people he's surrounding himself with definitely bring him up the ranks. Um, I love how Anthony Gogo just does a Gut punch. Yep, and that's it. That's, that's all you that's need. It. Um, it's good stuff. I, I I I appreciate that a lot. Um, a lot of people bitch about it because they're like, "Oh, nobody would really do that." I'm like, how, "I'm like, all right. How about you get punched by a Mike bronze Tyson. medalist? You know, boxer. See, let me know how that feels." It, it doesn't really matter. You get punched in the gut, you're going to lose your breath. It's going to happen. The reason why Mike Tyson was known as the most dangerous man on the planet at one point. Yep. You didn't fuck with Tyson. Nope. He still he still looks scary. For somebody my father's age, <sighs> he's just asked, just asked Sean Spears. He was, he was a test dummy for... <laughs> couple weeks ago, so. So, the interesting thing about this, the factory ended up winning. Um, QT ended up making his way to the bus because I think they drove the bus in. Yeah, which was very interesting to begin with. And then Cody burst out, and then him and QT start fighting. And the funny thing about this, they end up on top of the bus, and Aubrey Edwards just happens to be up there. I know. She's like, no, don't do this. I'm supposed to be here to be like the voice of reason. Don't do anything. It, that, was, that was kind of weird. The whole figure four on the top of the bus. and I kind of expected some of the people flying off that bus at some point, but alas, here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Talking about things that didn't happen, or maybe foreshadowing, because Scott, you know what? A month from this recording, 
It's the third one. Three. Think about that, Scott. It's our third one. We're a month out from Double or Nothing. Is it already a month away? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I know. I know. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, my brother's kid is having his first birth. That's his first birthday. Actually, it's the 30th. Sorry. So by the time this drops, it'll be. And oh, okay. His first birthday. And I'm thinking to myself, lo and behold, do I not? Do, do I do I watch this pay-per-view? Do I go to the birthday party and go, hey, yo, we're watching a pay-per-view tonight because it's a Monday or it's a Sunday? I don't know. Scott, I'm kind of torn. Well, I mean, is this the kid in the family that enjoy watching the wrestling with you? He's one years old. But his mother not, likes not him. I mean, so I'm saying so there's going to be other family members there. You know, you no, know, I'm, a, I, I'm the nerd. Yeah, I'm the guy who watches wrestling. You know, that's okay. I, my brothers are into it, but they're not into it like I am. Well, I mean, it takes a special breed. Uh, special that is that is the yeah. that is the word, isn't it? Um, <laughs> not that not that type of special. <laughs> so, you know, now now I mentioned double or nothing. It does surprise me that they haven't decided they were going to do this with a bigger crowd. Maybe Devil or Nothing will be the bigger crowd. Maybe they're just waiting. Let more people get their shots. Let more people, you know, let things hopefully go back to normal. Because it is Florida. Florida's its own ecosystem. <laughs> it's, it, it's a special place. So special, special things special happen. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, last but not least, we had another TNT Championship match, main event in this paper, this paper, the show, with him taking on Preston Vance, which I didn't realize Preston Vance is uh, in the top five right now. I know. I loved. I loved hearing that. That made me very happy. This was another solid match. This was, was. something that was. Great. This is the, this is another example of oh shit. There's some talent hanging around here. Yep. Loved it. Loved every moment of it. I want more of it, Scott. It's good stuff. It's good oh, shit, my friend. It is. Great match. Obviously, he retained, and then we had a big. Did some shit go down at the end of it? We had um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page come in. Mother. <laughs> Let me tell you, Ethan Page. I have a feeling he's gonna be he's gonna be showing up on this roster in a big way. Like they've used him good, but I think he's going to. You're gonna see a lot more of him if he's getting right. involved with the TNT title, as he should be. That's yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. He didn't lose to himself at Impact. Hard to kill for nothing, guys. <sighs> Let's not talk about that. That's still that's still a sore subject. Yeah. But then Lance Archer and Vance came out. It's it's interesting what's going to happen. It's interesting how what's going to happen with this title and with this 
They're building up to something. What it is, I don't know. Because Scorpio Sky is in the picture. Uh, Lance Archer's in the picture. There was somebody else in the picture. I forgot who. But. It's a decent episode of Dynamite. It was. But I think next week is going to be incredible. I, I want to see how the, how this blood and guts thing happens. Because I understand how the cage hangs over the ring usually. But I want to see how this is going to look in Daly's place. Because there's not a lot of room in Daly's place to begin with. True. <clears throat> what they'll probably end up doing is just taking away the wrestler's section, or at least pushing it back farther out. Oh, she's so going to go the ring in. They'll go side to side. They have to. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking because I don't think you could do go front and back. No, you wouldn't be able to. They wouldn't have. Well, it might be close. They might be able to pull it off, but it'd be easier to go side to side. Yeah, it would be. Okay. So, I know... Um, so, I don't know about NXT, but I know they AEW dropped to, like, 880 for the week. Um, I'm not... We're going we're gonna to keep an eye on that because the State of the Union happened on Wednesday. Right. So, that makes sense why that would pull ratings down because, you know... A lot. Yeah. I'm sure the uh, State of the Union address got big numbers because it's Biden's first one. So people want to tune in to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, so we're going to see what happens next week. What was the NXT's ratings? I did not check. That is a good question. So, yeah, I I'm sure, though. For next week with blood and guts, that they'll they'll bounce back again. I have really no no doubt in my mind about that. Agreed. Um, it's gonna be a big deal. I, I forgot what the rest of the card looks like, but I'm looking forward to this. Um, I think somebody almost asked me to do something next Wednesday, and I'm like, no, this is the one. <laughs> I always seem to miss. So, in the history of things that I have missed, I missed the first bash of the beach. I missed the, the cage match in George in Atlanta. Um, there's a couple of big things that I missed that I didn't live tweet because I had other things that came up. Right. And when somebody's like, hey, we should. And I'm like, nope, I always miss these. We Sorry. Can't, can't, do this. can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> uh, so NXT's ratings was at 744. So they actually, they dropped 100,000 viewers from last week. Okay. So down across the board. Okay. So finally, we're going to quickly go through Impact. Um, kind of missed this. So, Scott, you want to kick us off with the uh, Scott Demore starting the show off? Yes. So, Scott um, comes out of his office, and literally everybody from Impact for the men's locker room is there screaming, yelling. They all want that first shot at Kenny Omega. So, Scott Demore is just like, all right, everybody. Go to the ring. I'll be out there shortly, and we'll talk about you know what's going to happen. So 
once uh, that happens, Scott's kind of watching everybody leave. And then out comes Mr. Don Callis talking about, you know, how, you know, he thanks Scott for, you know, getting rid of the wolves and whatnot. And, and he was uh, stating how, you know, Kenny will be there via Zoom, and, you know, to uh, talk to the Impact fans. And Scott Demore's like, no, no, no. In the contract, it states that Kenny Omega must show up in the impact zone physically or else he's stripped of the impact title and indefinitely suspended from both impact and AEW. So I'm like, oh, shit, Scott's putting his foot down. So... Basically, he told Don that if Kenny doesn't show up, he's screwed. So naturally, Don gets on the phone. And before they go out of the shot, Don's like, all right, we got a problem. (laughs) So then we go to the ring. Scott's in the ring. Talking to all the wrestlers. And, you know, a lot of them have been valid points about how they want to be the next in line to challenge for the impact title. So Scott decides to make a six-man match for their next Impact Plus pay-per-view uh, called Under Siege, which I thought is a very fitting name. I like it because Impact title is Under Siege right now. So over the next couple of weeks, because uh, I believe this pay-per-view is on the 15th of May, on a Saturday, I believe. So over the next couple of weeks, they're going to be having qualifying matches uh, and the six winners will then fight one another uh, to become the new number one contender. With the caveat being if Omega didn't show up on the show tonight that he would be stripped and then that six man match would then be for the Impact title. So that is how Impact kicked off. It was a, a good way to start and before we even could get comfortable, he calls Jake something to the ring. Or I should say up into the ring. Tells him, you know, how he's been, you know, doing a great job and how he deserves this opportunity to face off against, this, as Scott divorces, this guy. And who is it? A returning Chris Bay. Back from injury. So they have their first match. Match was outstanding. It's nice to see Chris Bay back in action. Jake something is a phenomenal wrestler in his own right. But Chris Bay gets the win with the help of Rohit Raju holding on to Jake something's foot causing him to get distracted, and then Chris Bay using the ropes as well to to get the pin. So I was like, well, Chris Bay is back, (laughs) and he gets the W right off the bat. Yeah, that was quite the steal. Yeah. I'd say. Um, So following that, we had uh, W. Morrissey's Impact Wrestling Date. Well, you know, Thursday Night Impact, whatever you want to call it. His debut with um, 
impact. And he was a monster. He definitely showed that he was uh, relentless. Um, I cannot wait to see what he's going to do. And what he's going to... Uh... I don't know. I know. I'm 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 invested. I'm invested in him. All we know is that he's a bad man. <laughs> Not afraid mm-hmm. to tell us either. I kind of felt bad for Sam Beal. Didn't know what he was getting himself into. Well, it happens to the best of us some days. It's a true story, sir. So following that we had Taylor Wilde making her impact return in the ring and Kimberly in defeating her. This was great. Um, like, I, uh, she looked great. She actually reminded me of what's her name from uh, Lacey Evans. Yeah, the whole USA thing. Yeah, I know. Um, that was I, I kind of got that same vibe too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she looked pretty good after being away from the ring for a decade. Um, so. I'm happy that she's there, and uh, we're ready to uh, to get wild. <laughs> I see what you did there, my good sir. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was... Um, it was good, and I like the end where Tennille Dashwood comes out, pretends to help her, and all of a sudden she's, like, you know, making all about her. Where do you tell that there's a... I know Tanil's looking for a tag team partner, and, <laughs> and Taylor's like, "Nah, I'm good. Bye." <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> um, following that, following that, we have the X Division Championship rematch. <sighs> Fire. Fire. Wonderful. Wonderful. Beautiful. It was so good. So good. Let me hear in the back. It was so good. Um, Josh Alexander ended up defeating... um, Ace Austin by submission ankle lock. Retained in that title. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did a good job. Um, following that, we had, uh, a, another, a rematch. It was like rematch night. Or, I know, right? Or, the feuds. You know, Brian Myers taking on Matt Cardona and Matt Cardona winning. I like that, actually. They did the, 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 the tit-for-tat thing, and, and it's nice to see that Matt Cardona is going to be in a number one contendership match. So they're giving him the rub. So hopefully he's actually sticking around. Because I know we had talked about during our go-home show that we both uh, picked Brian Myers to win because we both thought that, you know, Cardona was just there for the one pay-per-view and then he would go on his way. But apparently that's not the case. So I like that. Yeah. So, um, and then... Before the main event. Before the main event. We need to talk about who's going to be coming on Impact next week. Which, before we talk about that, we need to talk about something else I missed. What else did you miss? 
the big title match next week. Yes. John Moxley is defending his IWGP US title against two-time IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Eugene Nagata. Mm. Sorry, in two weeks. Not next week. On May 12th. We are getting our first New Japan title match on Dynamite. I'm excited for that. I'm super excited. Not only that, this is Yuji Nagata's first appearance on TNT in over 20 years. He used to be he used to show up in WCW from time to time. Yes, because I recognized the name and I was like, I've seen this name before. Where have I seen it? And then all of a sudden they started talking about him being on WCW. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> we go back in time there to remember this stuff. But yeah, uh, I love it. I, I do like the fact that they're actually doing New Japan stuff on AEW too. So, mm-hmm. uh, which no, we're gonna finish up Impact because we still have one more point to talk about. We totally overlooked. Um. So, you know, for that, next week on Impact, Bullet Club's El Phantasmo is going to be on Impact. We're slowly trickling in. Well, you leave that forbidden door open by a crack, and New Japan just bursts it down and takes over the joint. <laughs> oh, they do. Do it all that strong style. <sighs> well, finally... We had another under siege qualifier where Sammy Callahan was taking on Eddie Edwards. And it got interrupted because Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers came out. Because Sammy Callahan wants Kenny Omega. And I might have missed this, but Eddie Edwards and Eddie Edwards and Kenny Omega will be in a trios tag match against each other at under siege. Interesting. Um with Obviously, the Good Brothers in Kenny's corner and Finn Juice in Eddie Edwards' corner. Nice. And it shows here. I thought it was a no contest, but it wasn't. It looks like Sammy got the win over Eddie Edwards in this uh, qualifier match. Interesting. Because yeah, I think because they attacked both. So I figured it would be no contest and they'd figure out something for next week, but it looks like they gave Sammy the nod. So Sammy is the third member of the six. We find out who gets in next week, which uh, I think you could probably agree with me. The marquee matchup to watch is going to be James storm versus moose. Main event match right there. It, It better be because um, legend versus wrestling god. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if Moose does not come out of this whole thing as the number one contender. I don't know what I'm gonna do because I need. I need, I'm saying I need. I'm gonna say it louder inside the mic. Need. Moose versus Kenny Omega. 
I need it. Need it. I want to see it. Oh my god. I have a, I, I need it more than Oh god, I can't even I can't even fathom it. I just I just I just need it, Sam. It's gonna be so good. And I can honestly it's believable that Moose can win that match. Hmm. Well we will see what happens next week. I but need it, Sam. But you know what we also need? What do we need? Anniversary. Yes! Yes, that's right, because we completely glazed over that whole thing. <laughs> now, the thing with Scott in his young eyes is he finds things on Twitter and points them out to me. <laughs> I do. And Scott sent me something. And Scott, maybe you should post this when you post the podcast tomorrow? I will. I was actually thinking about that myself. This will be our photo for the podcast. Slimiversary, July 12th. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't notice. I'm just excited for Slimiversary. However, there was a screenshot sent to me by Scott off of somebody from Twitter of a bunch of screenshots that were taken during this. We're going to go through some of these. Yep. And go from. Scott, I want to go bottom to top. And you know. All right. Yep. First and foremost, Samoa Joe's in this photo. Yes. Now, keep in mind, guys, last Slammiversary, they did something very similar with their promo. So, first of all, Samoa Joe's in this. In this promo. He just got released. Huge deal. Um, Scott, you might be a little more familiar, but I cannot tell who's in the bottom here. The the bottom middle? middle? I believe that's Kalisto. Interesting. Okay. So, yes, and that would make sense since Kalisto just got released. Yeah. Bottom right, bottom left corner, there's a Mexican flag. That's very vague, but my thoughts could be Andrade. True. Um, I mean, there were there were multiple Mexican wrestlers or Mexican heritage that were released. So, who else got released that I'm not recalling? (sighs) Um, I know I was going to say Humberto, but that's not true because he's still there. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just Andrade and Kalisto. Kalisto. Okay. Well, regardless, uh, big deal, I think, there. If it is Andrade. Um, middle right, we have a photo of Mickey James. Hot, cold country. So, that's a given. I'm not familiar with the one on the other side, but Scott, you're... No, that's Chelsea Green, isn't it? That's the hot mess. Yes. Hot mess, Chelsea oh. Green. Okay. She had blonde hair. I didn't notice her. I wasn't yeah. familiar with her on the indie or an impact prior. Yeah, so. she was literally insane, and it was uh, so fun to watch. <laughs> now we're on the top. Yes. Now top the middle, top... I think, is is pretty self-explanatory. 
it's it's pretty iconic. Oh yeah, so. the iconics. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was literally looking, I'm like, who the fuck's from Australia? <laughs> so up next on the far so the top middle is the iconics. The top right is No Limit, which is a Japanese tag team consisting of two wrestlers over from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Two of them being, sorry, I'm going to build up a little bit. Not a Jeezy song, no. No Limit, <laughs> tag team. It included the Tokyo Pimp, Yujiro Takahashi, but that's not who's up front in this photo. They didn't grab them side by side. One up front is the other half of the tag team. Destino himself, Tetsuya Naito. Which oh, one? That's, that's yeah. who that is? Oh, shit. Uh huh. Oh. He and Takahashi wrestled in Impact as No Limit. Did I tell you I've seen him wrestle too? That was pretty cool. And of course, most importantly, Scott, the top yes, left. I know. That's the last. I know. Meltzer confirmed this for AEW. And maybe they meant the forbidden door, but I will take it. But again, I know Japan is about to go in their lockdown. I don't yeah. want to get my hopes up too too much. I know. No. But, oh my God. The top left quarter is Kazuchika Okada. Why am I a schoolgirl right now? I don't know. <laughs> oh, when I saw that photo, I was like, oh, my God. It's Okada. <laughs> yeah, I... I I lost my mind a little bit too. And yeah. Again, getting a full full chub looking at this photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, you well. know, it as as much as much as I would enjoy a reunion with like Samoa Joe, I kinda hope Joe goes to AEW. Only because I want Samoa Joe on one side of the ring. Eddie Kingston on the other, and they both have live microphones. That's all I want. And I can I can I can die a happy man after that happens. Because I'll be able to hear the best promo ever given on professional wrestling television. And that's Scott heavy breathing. Yeah, yeah. It yes. Yes, I That's no. that's 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 my that's my my short dream list. Just to hear those two go after go after one another at a promo. Yeah. Sorry, I think I mean, hell, broke. You can even throw you can even throw Jericho and Moxley in there as well. Fatal four way of promos. Mm-hmm. The possibilities are endless. Oh my god, I know. But you know what? Rebellion is coming gone. Scott, right around the corner in a month, double or nothing. 
We'll be looking forward to it. We're going to be paying attention. Guys, also, do not forget next week is Blood and Guts or the official, the unofficial War Games match. War Games! War Games! <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening, as always. Uh, do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. You can find myself as the SLB Official and Scott as Scotty J Stream. We are on all streaming platforms. If there's a platform that you cannot find us on, those, let us know and we will get ourselves on there. Uh, on your streaming platform, please like, subscribe, share, comment, review. Leave us a review. Tell people why Above the Ring and Bedlam Media is the podcast of your choice and why they should listen to us as well. Guys, thank you so much. We have been Bedlam by Design. Yes. The podcast world doesn't belong to them. It belongs <laughs> to us. Thank you. And do not forget to join the bedroom. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe, and happy listening.